Let's be real. We're not being completely honest about motherhood. Sure, we all talk about how we hate the sleepless nights, the breastfeeding, how our partner doesn't help us enough, and the toddler meltdowns. But I want to know what's going on with you. I'm Michelle Mansfield, author and founder of The Honest Mom Project. On this podcast, we're going to talk about the motherhood shit that no one talks about, not even your best friend. Come join special guests, mom friends, and myself as we share our stories with love, honesty, humor, and definitely a few appearances from my potty mouth. Let's validate what we're all going through so we can acknowledge each of our own feelings with confidence. Let's start being honest moms with each other. Welcome to the Honest Mom Podcast. Welcome back to the Honest Mom Podcast. This is your host, Michelle Mansfield. And today we are talking about the topic of perfectionism, saying F you to perfectionism and asking for help. So my story behind this and why I chose for this topic today, I think it's a super important and very common topic. I'm sure you're all nodding your heads out there. I found some great resources out there that just proves that we are talking about this subject of perfectionism. And I am unfortunately a denier of my own perfectionism until now. I was not connected to my own perfectionism that happened even before when it was a part of my life, even before motherhood, probably amplified after I became a mother. And I always had this label of myself being laid back and chill. And I definitely am about certain things, but I denied the perfectionism that kind of crept in in various ways. The fear of telling someone that I failed, the fear of people finding out that I didn't do it well or good enough, that I didn't get that A, that I would be judged and that shame that is inside of me if I did fail. I don't see my parents pressuring me to be perfect in any way. I think this is just who I am and biologically how my brain works and my own pressures that I've created upon myself. And, you know, my mom and my dad definitely have anxieties I, from what I see and looking back now that I'm a parent, um, looking back at my dad and his anxieties that he had with being perfect, the pressures he had from my grandparents and the same thing with my mom looking at her parents and probably how she was raised and stories that they both have told about growing up and just the way that they had anxiety about how they performed in life. And maybe that bled into me unintentionally because that happens as parents. We carry things from the way we've grown up and what we've seen and our stories and experiences. And we carry that through motherhood and into our children. So today I want us to connect with this world, this dangerous world of perfectionism and how it can bleed into our parenting and into our children and how to stop the cycle of this within ourselves and then with our children. So I had that perfectionism definitely through Brooklyn's infancy stage when it came to just, you know, doing everything right and all the books and resources that I ingested and doing the, it the way that these books and resources told me I should down to like the minute. 
And it carried through toddlerhood and how maybe others saw me at grocery stores, in preschool with other moms and stories that we would share, mommy Facebook groups and things that I would see and the shame that was put out there and how people were scolded or um, reprimanded for their parenting or choices and me not wanting them to be vulnerable with my own. I had no problem telling people advice on these Facebook groups, for example, but me sharing my own struggles was really hard because I was afraid of the comments and responses that would come from it and the feelings then that would arise. And I still have some of those perfectionist qualities. <laughs> I don't know if we could say quality tendencies. And I'm really, really working hard to, you know, get better with this, not only for myself, but for Brooklyn. And I don't want her to have those pressures. So I'm really through all of my personal development, my reading, my learning, um, and just talking to other moms, I'm trying to learn how to let go of perfectionism, how to embrace imperfectionism and how it's actually something that'll make me a better mother and a stronger mother and person and friend and wife and teaching Brooklyn as well. Uh, so to ease her anxiety. So she at school with horseback riding, with theater and other things that she's involved with, with art, that she doesn't have these anxieties of being perfect. So this is why I brought up this you know, subject today, because I know if you're listening, you may be struggling with this as well. And it's okay. You're normal. You're a good mother. You're here to learn and to grow just like I do still to this day. And we're going to get through this today in this episode. And we're going to start out with this, the mom card drawing of the week. And I'm pulling from the You Matter pile today. I'm opening it up right now. And we have Brenda Euland, who gives us a wonderful quote. You are like no other being ever created since the beginning of time. I'll repeat that. You are like no other being ever created since the beginning of time. So we've had quotes like this before about being unique, like we are like no other out there. So the comparison, the living up to other people's stories, wondering if when we hear something or read something, if we should be doing that instead of connecting with our own unique children, our own unique lives and embracing that and not feeling the need to boast or share anything that we just don't want to. If we want to keep it within those four walls of our family in regards to you know, what we're doing with, you know, our kids and our parenting and our mistakes, that's okay. Share them with people that it with people with you trust friends, if you do struggle and you do need to let it out and talk to someone, but you know, you don't need to be sharing everything on social media or within a Facebook group or within a discussion at a mommy group. Um, you don't need to feel like you're one upping or comparing or that someone may be annoyed with your story or not appreciate what you're going through. And so today we're going to just kind of connect with how you can move forward and get through this perfectionism trap that we get in, as well as to thrive and be confident with your imperfect life. So I found a really good article where I'll link that in the show notes um, from Very Well Family. 
And they had some signs, this article had signs that you may be a perfectionist parent. So if you're checking even just one of these, it's something to kind of think about today. Do you, and I'm going to put these all in question form, do you criticize yourself often? Do you blame yourself when your child doesn't succeed? And that can be in the world of infancy, whether your child isn't sleeping, pooping correctly, whether they're not saying words at a time that you think they should be talking or doing the quote unquote milestones or wonder weeks that, you, that they should be doing at this stage according to whatever app you're looking at. Do you compare yourself to other parents and feel like you're falling short? Do you beat yourself up for not being able to do more for your kids, despite the fact that you're doing a lot for them already? Do you constantly second guess your parenting choices? And do you lose your cool often because your expectations are too high? And losing your cool can be within yourself, not necessarily letting outbursts out into the open to someone. It could be just inside yourself and having, you know, an anxiety attack, a panic attack, something inside of you that is just bursting. So if you answered yes to any of those, keep on listening. And even if you didn't, keep on listening anyways, because you never know when things are just going to kind of creep up. This world the society that we live in, I seem to bring up this world, this topic of society in almost every episode and the pressures that we can have for that perfectionism. The mommy wars that I've talked about before and where we feel like there has to be this battle and this competition over who's doing it better, who's crushing it harder, even the competition on who's struggling more, you know, who has it worse. And we don't need to you know, compare like that. We can share and not compare. We can share and simply also listen to other people. We can just support and be there for one another instead of it being a competition. And the social media side of things with society, the shaming that can happen, the shaming that you could do upon yourself based on what you see and how the message that you interpret yourself from it, that could come from your own experiences or own triggers that that person that's posting it never intended to happen. There's a very judgmental world out there and we're very judgmental upon our, with ourselves. And it creates a lot of pressure for us as parents. So if you had perfectionism before becoming a parent, whether it was with school whether it was with activities that you were in growing up, friendship circles you were in, how many friends you had, <laughs> how popular you were, um, and just feedback and validation that you seeked from other people. Um, maybe you're that person, like um, <laughs> I have a tendency to do this, where you don't share things until you know that you can do them perfectly. And that all of that stuff can carry into that parenting world with that judgmental world that we live in and that we create and sometimes make up. Sometimes we think the world is more judgmental than it may really be. Who are you surrounding yourselves, you know, yourself with and making sure that you're surrounding yourself around love and people that aren't judgmental. So getting a, a nice little wake up call in regards to that. So 
like I said earlier in the beginning of the episode, I have been disconnected from the perfectionist that I have been my entire life. The feeling that like I wasn't good enough in many states, um, sometimes I had tons of confidence, but there were times where I felt like I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't doing enough, no matter how successful I was. And that carried through my career, looking at what others were doing. I had my, I would have my confident moments, making my goals, um, getting that bonus, getting that praise, getting that promotion, but it was short-lived. And the next thing you knew, the following Monday, I was back to where I was looking at what everyone else was doing. If I was doing enough, staying late enough, um, working enough hours or more. And that carried through my parenting life. I had a fear, not only of that failure, but rejection, rejection and judgment. Would I lose that opportunity? Would I lose that friend? Would I be judged um, that I wasn't doing something good enough? All these things carrying through and it wasn't going to go away the moment I had Brooklyn. If anything, it was going to carry through and get worse. But I was so numb those first few years of parenting that I wasn't connected to much of anything with my feelings, with myself, caring for myself, making sure that I was mentally healthy and well and growing. I was so focused on Brooklyn and being like that, you know, perfect parent, doing everything correctly, if not more, because I was always someone that went like above and beyond with anything I did in my life. And I was praised for that in many areas, from coaches, from teachers, from my parents, from teammates or, you know, bosses or other things. So I, you know, throughout those, you know, years of early parenting, I was so numb and just trying to do it right, whatever right meant. And the word right is definitely in quotation marks, because what is that even? Everyone's definition of what's right and what's wrong, what's good enough, what's not good enough. It's very personalized. And I was living up to other expectations that weren't even, con- you know, had anything to do with mine. I didn't even know what my expectations were because I had so much other knowledge and other sources coming at me and in my head. So all of these fears that I had and all of these fears that went into my motherhood I really feel disconnected me from my own motherhood. I don't think that I was the mother I was meant to be those first few years of her life. I think I was this, you know, textbook mother, I guess you can call it the mother I would see on TV or the, in, in the books that I read or what the doctor told me I should be. And, you know, I just, I look back, I can't look back with regret. I can only look back and, you know, realize that I could have done it differently and I should have. And to hopefully help you out there as a mother to either, you know, connect to your own unique motherhood and feel confident in that. And that takes some time and work. And hopefully this podcast, you know, all these episodes can help you do that because you are a very, like the card said, the mom card of the week. You are such a unique mother. You're no like no one else on this planet. So why 
are you living to expectations that aren't even yours? You can create your own goals. Standards are okay. Expectations are fine as long as they're connected to what matters to you and it's not based on other people. All right. I'm going to just break it up a little bit. And I've got a little favorite thing that I wanted to share with you this week. I'm obsessed, literally obsessed with Celsius energy drinks. So I gave up my two morning cups of coffee um, that I would have, but I do have green tea in my life. And every morning on my way to drive Brooklyn to school, it's my little pick me up after my workout and just kind of a little, you know, little boost in my day. I have my Celsius energy drink and it's green tea based. There's no artificial colors, preservatives, and it's full of flavor and it doesn't taste like vitamin E. Like I find like so many energy drinks I've tried either, you know, have a ton of crap in them or they taste like vitamins and they don't, I just, they don't taste good at all. So Celsius energy drinks are filled with vitamin C, B vitamins, other awesome nutrients. And I have one. And I will say, if you are sensitive to caffeine, <laughs> stick to one because if I, and stick to it in the morning, because if I have this at the, in the afternoon, and again, I'm sensitive to caffeine, I am kind of wired at night. So stick to it in the morning if you're like me. So you could get Celsius on freaking Amazon, like everything, but you can also find it at Target, grocery stores. You can get it on their website. Costco has um, probably the best price is Costco. But if you want more flavors, um, a little bit more variety, um, I found that at Target as well. So hopefully you enjoy that. And I will uh, put that in the show notes um, for you. And if you have an energy drink that you love and that doesn't taste like vitamins, give me that suggestion. I'm always looking for, oh, Jax is here. Jax, not, I was wondering what that click was. Jax not only opened the door to my podcasting recording room, but he's here asking for a little pet. So if you, if this is your first episode, Back in back in the beginning of uh, my first and second episodes, I talk about how I have cats. Sometimes they sneak into the episodes. Um, all right, so I was talking a little bit about how the world of perfectionism can carry on not only through your parenting, but then your child can pick up on some of this stuff. So there are some signs that I found from that very well family that I connected with and just kind of am keeping in the back of my mind when it comes to raising Brooklyn that there's signs that, you know, can carry on to, you know, your child, that um, these are just things to be aware of and just to kind of maybe jot down and keep on the bookshelf in your mind. Your child may be a little young right now where you may not see this right away, but they are watching, they are listening. You may not realize it. I didn't realize it until she got a little bit older. And I'm like, wow, you pay attention to what I say, what I do, what I behave, how I behave. And I got to be a little bit more careful about, you know, living that intentional life and um, walking the walk as well as talking the talk. So if you have any difficulty watching your child do something and it doesn't go your way, that's a little bit of a red flag. And I am guilty. My hand is raised with that one for sure. Do you micromanage your child when he or she is working on a task? 
Um, my hand just rose a little higher on that one. I am so guilty of that and just kind of letting her be, letting her make mistakes, letting her fail, seeing her, one thing, especially to letting her get frustrated instead of giving it to her if she struggles, if she's got that, eh, 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 you know, noise, letting her struggle, letting her crawl to it. That's a metaphor there. <laughs> not say, feeling like I need to save her. My brother is doing an mate and his wife are doing an amazing job with this. And it drives other people in our family nuts. Like watching him, like my nephew struggle to like get that toy or he can't like figure something out and opening something. And it's like, let him struggle. And he, the confidence he gets when he eventually does it or figures it out is incredible. And it reminds me to let my daughter struggle. Do you put pressure on your child to perform flawlessly? Do you criticize your child more than you praise? Do you push your child to fulfill your dreams? Do you make yourself, do you make your self-worth hinge on your child's achievement? And do you treat your child's activities like a math test or a soccer game, like their life-altering events? So if your child doesn't make a team, doesn't win a game, fails a math test, are you like to your friends like devastated and wondering are your child's gonna survive and you're so worried about them and this and that and oh my gosh. And instead of being like, all right, they didn't make the cheer squad. They didn't get an A on that test. They actually got an F. They, for their book report was late. Um, if you're in that toddler, area maybe they got in trouble because like my daughter she was pinching kids when she was like two years old that was her frustration and way to get things out do I look at that like oh my gosh she's feeling or huh, she's trying to communicate let's figure this out on how she can communicate in a different way and that this isn't the right way to do it I didn't at the time I looked at myself as a failing parent and that I was doing something wrong and why the hell was she pinching people or other things she would do and little reports I would get that all the other toddlers in the room were getting reports as well. But I thought I was like failing as a parent. What was, what could, what was I doing wrong? And what was she, she's failing or she's, you know, maybe they look at her like she's a deviant toddler. No, <laughs> her teachers saw hundreds of kids go through that room. And my daughter was just one of hundreds that were normal and learning and failing. And me as a parent, I was learning and failing and growing at the same time. All right. I, through the years too, have had to learn the gift of failure, the journey to something versus the result, as well as the experiences that myself as well as my daughter are going to have throughout it versus that outcome, that final, you know, outcome. And discussing failures with my daughter now that she's old enough to understand, appreciating the failures, mistakes. I've learned this from an old friend. Her name's Judy Holler, mistakes being gifts. And 
instead of looking at that destination all the time, looking at the journey and all the experiences, mistakes, trips, falls, as well as the successes that all blend together for that story and the outcome then that happens because of all the appreciation you had for those present moments throughout it. Sitting down when you failed and saying, okay, this happened. What are we going to do? What did we learn? And how are we going to change this and grow from it? And to be honest, perfectionism is so freaking boring and unrelatable. And I've learned that through my almost 46 years of life that failures, struggles, and these like fun, funny stories that I'm now telling, I've become a more relatable person. I've developed deeper friendships. My marriage has become stronger. My relationship with my daughter has been incredible. The discussions she and I have and my husband has with her about failures and imperfections and, you know, giving up doesn't mean that you're failing if you don't like an activity anymore and it's not for you, okay, that's fine. Checking in as a parent, like why am I pushing her to continue riding lessons when she really gives a shit about going and she doesn't like it and she's old enough to make that decision? Like, why am I, why am I pursuing this? Why am I not letting something go? Is it something inside of me that wants it? Yeah. Because if I really honored what my daughter wanted, I would have gotten her out of riding lessons a long time ago. But my brutally honest moment, I love this segment and me just being real. I think I talked about this in one of my episodes when I had um, one of a woman that um, took care of Brooklyn when she was within her first year. And uh, she was my first, I will say, Sally was my first caregiver in my home. And the Word document that I created, literally down to the minute, like 701, you know, feed her, 710, stop feeding her, 718, you know, change her diaper. I'm not kidding you. I still have it as a reminder in my my computer. And I printed it out too, just in case my computer blew up to remind me of, oh my God, what was I thinking? But you know what? I look back and I'm like, that was who I was. And Sally helped me disconnect from that perfectionist mother. She was a mother herself with a grown child. She was, gosh, where I'm kind of at right now. And, you know, realizing, you know, you do your best, you make mistakes. And sometimes you just have to go with the flow and read your child, read what's going on communicate with them when they're old enough and figure out your values and expectations that are uniquely yours. So I thank Sally for that. And my, I'm not kidding you guys. This was like a five page word document. I don't even think it was double spaced. I should share that one time on my website and just (laughs) to allow you guys to see how crazy I was, but you know what? That's where I was at. I embrace it. I honor it. I wouldn't be who I am and be able to laugh and share that with you if I didn't do it. So it's a gift that I had. Um, I have three pieces of advice, if you'd like, on letting go of perfectionism. Number one, consider mistakes and challenges as gifts 
to learning and growing. And this can go into how you raise your child and what you tell your child as they get older. They, the, it, the, oh my gosh, the ease and the lessening of anxiety that I have probably given my daughter with really talking about mistakes, challenges, struggles, and them being blessings and not something to run from, hide from, be ashamed of. Like be proud that you tried something and that it didn't work out and you're going to try something different next time. And then how freaking confident you are when you finally accomplish what you want on your terms, not on anyone else's. Number two, stay away from triggers like mommy gossiping, social media groups, or social media altogether. You don't have to read every book. You don't have to read every blog. You don't have to join every Facebook group or mommy group out there. So to, there may be just too much thrown in your face, too many triggers that may be igniting your perfectionism that you either already have or maybe you didn't have and it's being lit by these things. So really pay attention and be present with things that trigger perfectionism and that performance anxiety. And finally, number three, connect with what truly matters and your internal values. And know you don't have to share your story with anyone other than your family or a trusted friend. Connect with what you're doing right as well. We spend so much time connecting with what we're doing wrong instead of being proud and sharing what we're doing right. So for example, I just had a session with my coach and therapist about me struggling to share my successes and things that I'm doing well with people because I have had some people that I feel have backed away when things have changed for me in a good way. And I just, I have reasons why I feel that way that are legit. I won't even get into it, but it's created like this shame inside of me to, to like share what I'm doing correct, you know, great or what successes I've had. And this goes into motherhood as well, because you could be afraid to share what you're doing right with a friend because you're maybe they're struggling and you don't have to share that with them, but find people that will support you or, or that are in a spot where they can support you. So I saved this quote for my screensaver on my phone. I will no longer limit myself, my aspirations or my thinking. And every time I click on my phone to open it up, that's in my face. I don't have to be, you don't have to be afraid to share what is what you're doing right. And if you're not really comfortable sharing it with the world, share it on paper, share it on your computer, or on your phone, and, and just let out and look and see all the things you're doing right. Because I guarantee you're doing so many things right. The number one thing, you're keeping a human being alive. That's like the most incredible thing in the world. So that is checked off the list. All right. So someone failed to mention. <laughs> someone failed to mention that my perfectionism that I had since childhood would carry into motherhood. That I even was a perfectionist in so many ways and didn't even realize it growing up. Someone didn't tell me that failure was inevitable and to embrace it, not be ashamed of it. Someone failed to mention that I would be an incredible mother and make so many mistakes, that my daughter would love me even more for being honest about imperfection. 
that she would see me as a human being and not some unimaginable character that she would try to accomplish. Someone failed to mention that I would be more relatable, lovable, admired, and attractive if I was honest about my imperfections, that it was a strength to embrace them and talk about them, that I wouldn't be looked at as a quote unquote, not cutting it mom, or someone that didn't know what she was doing, that I would be seen as an incredible mother with less anxiety and therefore my daughter would follow that. All right, so I've got some amazing resources in the show notes. I've got that very well article. There is a podcast out there. I'm going to reach out to these women to be guests on the show, Getting to Good Enough Podcast with Janine Adams and Shannon Wilkinson. Link to that show and the many awesome episodes will be there. The book, Never Enough, How to Use Perfectionism to Your Advantage Without Letting It Ruin Your Life by Monica Ramirez Bosco. That was published in 2000, but just incredible information that is still relevant today. And then finally, I found an awesome Instagram account that I will be reaching out to Natalie as well to be a guest on the show. The handle is the.perfectionism.therapist. And she's a CBT therapist and mindfulness teacher helping women overcome perfectionism so they can feel good enough, all right? And everyone's good enough is their own definition. So your friend's good enough is going to be different than yours, than your mother's, mother-in-law's, or that book you read or person you see on Instagram. All right. My closing inspiration is from Ariana Huffington and It is the fastest way to break the cycle of perfectionism and become a fearless mother is to give up the idea of doing it perfectly. Indeed, to embrace uncertainty and imperfection. All right, so at the end of the day, perfectionism, we can say a big F you to, it's boring, it's unrealistic, it will, it will stop you from growing. It will stop you from learning. It will stop you from connecting with other mothers. It will stop you from connecting with your child. It will stop your child from breaking that cycle. And they will get right along with that and have those same pressures that you have inside of yourself. The anxiety will grow. The procrastination will grow. Procrastination actually comes from that perfectionism. And there's just so many limitations that perfectionism believes that as mothers, we owe it to ourselves to work because it's not going to happen overnight, but to work towards imperfectionism, finding our own good enough doing our best, raising these humans, raising ourselves, learning from our gifts of mistakes and failures and struggles. Our struggles make us stronger, believing all of that. All right. So that's my end of the day. I really appreciate you listening. We are finishing up 
right now. I will have some amazing guests to talk about this topic in greater detail to help us all through this because it's a work in progress every day. And trust me, I have my days. I am definitely not healed from that perfectionism trap. So together, you and I, us as a community, we will do this together. All right. So let us share these episodes, share this episode with a mother that you feel needs it. Even if she is not a mother, I think we all can relate to this topic. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week. I just appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sharing this and also reviewing, rating this podcast. So until next week, moms make one small step towards your honest motherhood. Thank you so much for listening to the Honest Mom Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review or comment so I can give you the content you deserve. To learn more, including what I offer to moms, check out michellemansfieldauthor.com. Most importantly, if you know a mom that needs to hear the words you heard today, please share the love and let's create a community of moms being honest for all of us.